<laughs> man. Oh, preseason basketball. Who watches this shit? Like my wife literally walks in and like, who, who's, who's watching this shit? Matthew, uh, you and I are watching this shit. We're watching this. We're shit. watching this. Shit. <laughs> we are watching it. And yeah. uh, we got some hot takes. Oh, it's, it's preseason. <laughs> yeah. You got to have like the hottest yeah. takes, right? Like uh-huh. none of it, none of it matters. At the end of the day, zero of this matters. The only thing that matters is when the, the regular season starts, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I guess some yeah. of it matters. When your players get injured, that matters, <laughs> right? That matters. Yes, yes. That's the only thing that matters is if your player's out, going to be out for a couple weeks, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. I mean, we'll probably I not see not. them for the rest yeah. of the, the, you know, the uh, the preseason, which is unfortunate because, again, you know, that's just mm-hmm. – you like your boy. You like seeing uh, Cam Johnson out there, but – yeah. But everything else, it doesn't matter. you know, because it's preseason. I mean, we haven't had a chance to obviously talk about uh, the game against the, the Australian team, the 36ers, but we'll talk about that on this podcast. We'll talk about the game against the Los Angeles Lakers, which just wrapped up for your Phoenix Suns. Uh, first first post-game pod of the new year, though, even though, I mean, does, does this count? Like, does this podcast even count? Because, like, the preseason games don't count. Do our post-game podcasts not count yet? No, this counts because we're up doing it and we're staying up late past my bedtime, right? Or actually, you know what? The new bedtime is midnight going forward. So really? Yeah, a little bit of a transition now, right? Yeah, I mean, it has I mean, to be. It's like you're we're gonna be up till 10 30, those TNT games till 11 30. Oh. So I might as well just be like, hey, I'm going to bed at 12 every night. I'm gonna wake up five minutes before work, roll over and log in. So that's <laughs> that's what that's what you do. Yeah, the fact that you get to work from home now, man, you lucky SOB. Yeah, it it's helps. I think yeah. it's daylight savings is always annoying. And I think it's like November 8th this year. Mm-hmm. It's sometime in November. So like the first two or three weeks of the regular season is always fun because you get games that start at seven Arizona time and end at like 9:30-ish, like this one did. And then, like, you know, we record an hour podcast by you know, 10 30, 10 45, you're in bed. You're, you're snuggling yeah. up in your snuggie, you know, next to your stuffed animals and your blankie and you're going to bed. But like once November 8th hits, daylight savings hits. And then like for half the year, all those TNT games that start at eight, like we're not done. I, like I'm not kicking it with my, with my uh, snuggie until pff, what, 10 45 or 11 45. But you know what? That's the game we play. It's all worth we it. Wanna, it's all worth it. Because yeah. we love doing this. So welcome everybody to another edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast, our first post-game podcast of the new season of the 2022-2023 season. I know it doesn't count, but beating the Lakers, it just you feel better. Like tomorrow I will wake up, I will feel better just because anytime you beat the, the Lakers, especially with a team that has Pat Bev on it, and I didn't realize they had Dwayne Bacon. They got Dwayne Bacon on their team, man. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize till right now they have Dwayne Bacon. Until yeah. I told you, <laughs> he was out there for like the last eight minutes of the there? game. Okay. <laughs> you know, but we love bringing it to you. So again, welcome. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're watching this. If you're listening to this podcast and you're on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave leave us a five star review. Click five stars, write a review. We'll read it right here on the podcast. Hit thumbs up down in the comments below if you are watching on YouTube. And uh, Matthew, it's the first game of the beer. So what? Do, what are you what are you drinking tonight? What are you doing to cheers this one? I mean, you're not going to bed till midnight now. So I mean yeah. Well, you know, it's not the real game that counts. So I just got the water tonight. I'll, oh. I'll, I'll, I'll pop stuff open for the season. All right. I will. You better. I will for you sure. Better, for sure. Bitch. 
<laughs> we got 82 games, man. That's 82 beers you got to buy. You Not should do beers. that at the beginning of it's the gonna season. It's going to be the CBD. I got to do my research. I can get the okay. CBD drinks, man. So, yeah, you should get those uh, CBD drinks that I get from one of my vendors. They're fantastic. I will. I will. Uh, I've got a cranberry long drink. So, again, you know, the long drink is something I like. It's that gin drink with natural uh, cranberry face and juniper berries and such. 5.5% alcohol, so I ain't complaining. So, pop them if you got them, Suns fans. And let's uh, let's talk about this preseason, these, these two preseason games, but the Laker game. One nineteen to one fifteen, the Phoenix Suns defeat the Los Angeles Lakers, which is a good thing. Just so uh, the talking heads in the media will shut the fuck up, uh, because after <laughs> Sunday's loss to the Thirty Sixers, that's all anybody talked about. How the it was the first time a team that was in the NBA lost to a non NBA team in a preseason game since the two thousand sixteen season, and it's a reminder to everybody that again, like none of these games matter, right? Like. The 36ers, we can talk about that. I mean, how much time do you want to talk about the 36ers game? You know what? I didn't get to watch it. I didn't watch the whole thing, so I've seen highlights. Um, actually, I got to re-watch it the next day, probably about the first or second quarter. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, it's not as bad as people are saying. I mean, I feel like the first unit was kind of, they're all right. There was no defense played at all. Yeah. Right? But a lot of those three-pointers that the 36ers were hitting were just hands in their face. Like, oh, they were yeah. just like They were well-contested. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't anything the Suns were really doing defensively, but even if you want to go there, it's not like anybody was really playing defense. Mm-mm. So it was just a feel-out game. Good for them. They got the attention, the national attention that they needed. Um, who was the player, and I already forgot, who was the player that actually got 10 teams hit him up like after that game looking for like, like some Williams kind of or I don't even know. Yeah, I, I forget, know. but you know, it's good for that guy mm-hmm. and the Suns, the Suns lost and it's going to suck because of the way we, we lost game seven. Well, that's so we, the thing. If right? we roll into the season, we lose that game. It's going to look bad. And now, you know what? Everyone hates the Suns. The national media will be good. all over the Suns ass all good. year long. Any kind of loss, even preseason, like LeBron, anything LeBron does now that yeah. anything the Suns do, it's going to be one of those things where it's like, we're going to have to hear about it the next day until the next game is played. Yeah. And people are rooting actively against the Suns. And to your point, like, yeah, the last memory anyone had of the Suns was a miserable one for all of us. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the first opportunity for them to kind of be in the national media again was Sarver. Okay. And then it was Jay Crowder wants to go. And then they lose to the 36ers. So like, <laughs> I get all the little narratives yeah. and the narratives that people are trying to form. Uh, but at the end of the day, you look at, I really look at Sunday's game and I look at this game and I go, these are games where you're literally just trying to get your feet underneath you, right? Like it's like the first three or four weeks of the regular NFL season now, because no one plays in the preseason. Like you don't know who anybody is in the NFL right now. Cause they're just in conditioning mode. So like, they're not going to go out and go at it as hard. They're not going to uh, even defensively, like you spend a lot of energy playing defense. What's the point of expending so much energy defensively if it doesn't fucking matter? what you need to work on is kind of your conditioning, getting yourself ready on some offensive sets and just kind of getting to know who some of the new guys are on your team. You're like, Oh, is that Ricky Rubio? Oh no, it's Dwayne Washington jr. Okay. I got to remember that, you know, like, so it's just, it's interesting to see how some people get frustrated and overreact to a lot of things that happen in the preseason. Now, that being said, there's still things that are of note. There's still some things that I want to see, 
like what I saw in the 36ers game from Mikhail Bridges and one and from DH De- uh, DeAndre Ayton was like it appeared that they had leveled up a little bit, right? Yeah. Like DA was a lot more aggressive. Uh Mikhail Bridges was just he was a beast. He had you know a lot of ball management, uh taking the ball out of CP3 hands, attacking the cylinder, getting to the rim. Uh he did on both ends of the floor, he looked great. Tonight, not so much, you know. So I mean it's like again, you can't take too much weight with that. Uh but is there anything else you want to talk about on the 36ers before we get into some of the things that we saw here on the uh, the game against the Lakers? No, just the way D.A. did look in those lanes. The lanes are so wide open for him. I mean, you'll never see that again, I don't think, the whole rest of the season. But he he executed really well with Chris Paul on the pick and roll. It looked really, really good, but you can't really buy into it too much because they let him do a lot. Like The mm-hmm. lanes were so wide open, man. He even had a couple dunks. It's like those are things you didn't see last year at all. I'm like, oh, this is nice. These are my, these might be the new moves, you know, going up in the air, taking his time, you know, floating in the air, making sure he has a good angle before he releases a shot. He was doing the, Aiden was doing things like that, but he had the time. He was bigger than a lot of those dudes. So I mean, I mean, that team was actually they had some good size, but they're not gonna contest with Aiden, I don't think. No. Um, but that's really about it, man. I don't I don't, I don't know. It was crazy. The the whole thing after it, it just, I was kind of glad. I, I just didn't pay thing. attention to it. Honestly, like yeah. uh wrote a couple things for bright side. I pretty much just said that right at the front end of them. I'm just like, dude, it doesn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm more focused on trying to understand what this team's going to look like and how their roster substitutions and their substitution patterns overall are just going to be, because you know, that first, the through the first two months of the season, you know, Injuries aside, Monty Williams is going to be testing different things and seeing what kind of combinations yeah. equate to winning uh, winning basketball for this team. So I just want to kind of see, like, who is – like, there's going to be a guy this season that we know he shouldn't play and he'll play just a little too much because he does that every year. Like, every year he there's does. that one guy. There's always the Abdul Nader, the Elia Kobo of the team. And I'm just trying to figure out who that is, and you're not going to find that out in the first two games. As I mentioned, there's going to be conditioning things, but – you know, let, let's look at this game. Okay. We got, you know, we're going to look at it through the eyes of, okay, the game itself, knowing that you're not going to take a lot of away from this game, but you did see the, the Phoenix suns come out and uh, play a little bit, you know, I wouldn't say as aggressive as the, the Lakers. I mean, the Lakers are an interior team, right? They're not going to, they're not going to shoot lights out from beyond the arc. They came out, they scored 35 points in the uh, to the Suns, 28 in the first quarter. And a lot of that was on the back of a hot LeBron and Russell Westbrook hitting threes, which is shocking as shit, and driving to the lane. Yeah, and nothing really stood out. It seemed like a lot of last year. It looked like the same exact team of last year. Um, because at the media day, we heard a lot about, you know, these young guys, they have a lot they improved on. And I think you actually saw it with Mikhail the most. Nothing stuck out more than Mikhail on his offensive game. He doesn't, I don't know if he looks bigger. His shoulders might look bigger. Maybe that's just me. Maybe it's just playing a trick on my eyes. But I feel like his shoulders you got a new a prescription there, guy. Yeah, because he's going up against LeBron too tonight. And like the way that Luca really took care of him in game seven, he's just like, I got to get a little bit bigger. So he looks a little bit bigger, but I like the way he attacks, man. That's, that's the thing is like the whole offense looked exactly the same, but the way mm-hmm. he attacked the rim was different. Um, a lot of it was just the same shit from last year. So a little disappointing that way, but it's like, what do you want to run plays you're going to be working on in the season? But I don't, I don't know. I don't know how much goes into this. I just remember, remember TMT from the Lakers two years ago when yeah. he took on the Suns and destroyed THT. Yeah. And like everyone's about that guy now. LeBron had him re-sign with the Lakers, and it was a big mistake. So I keep thinking about that every time I watch these games. Watch. 
segment we'll do for the rest of our lives. Uh, <laughs> yeah, seriously, <laughs> you know, man. I just, seriously. I wasn't overly impressed with DeAndre tonight, you know. And again, mm-hmm. like as we've mentioned, you can't take a lot of merit to that. But you were hoping that when he's playing against a, ga- a guy named what, what Wenyan Gabriel, some guy I've never heard of, because of course Anthony Davis is like, "Whoa, man, I farted today." Felt a little funny. <laughs> They're like, all right, sit, dude, yeah. sit. We don't want you to strain your oh, back. He has new shorts he wants to wear. He's like, I yeah. just want to wear these. Come on. <laughs> yeah, he's like, check this out. How's it good. look? You know, he's, we're in Vegas right now. He's like, I'm hungover. I went out last night. Come on. Um, but I just, there, there, there were some things about Aiton that I just, we're going to continue to monitor and we're going to continue to observe because, you know, he's a max center now, right? Like he's a max center. So we want to see yeah. some max center things. So, you know, again, the, the challenge that DeAndre Ayton's always had is just his lack of involvement in the offense, and it's not his fault. It's Chris Paul not getting him the ball, or Devin Booker not Darren, Devin Booker, like the worst interior passer to DeAndre Ayton ever, like in the history of ever. Uh, you know, like Dwayne Washington can come in off the bench and do a better interior pass than Devin Booker, and and you you tweeted that out from the Suns Jam session Twitter feed, so make sure you follow that at Suns Jam, and you know you take a look at it and. The interesting thing about DeAndre Ayton is he's, you know, he's, he's coming into the season, he's focused, he's locked in. And then in this game, I just didn't feel like there was a lot of focus or locked in ness, if if that's a word. Uh, and again, you know, should there be? Probably not. But at the same time, like you, you'd rather have him seem more locked in than not, right? Yeah. I mean, when, when's the time you work on stuff? And the whole thing last year was like, keep working on things to build up towards the playoffs. That way you're prepared mm-hmm. for certain situations. And it is preseason, but I just wanted to see him work, like show the stuff that he was working on. A lot of it was easy in the first game, getting to the rim, doing whatever he wanted. He looked like a good DA in that game. This looked like last year's DA where it just seemed like the same kind of guy where he's just like kind of just same moves. It's like a little hesitation. All take away your time, from the basket. Back down. Yeah, far away from the basket. The little hook shot that wasn't going in. Uh, someone pointed out his his shot did look a little flat. Um, there, There's just things that, I noticed that just reminded me of last year and it is kind of disappointing. It, it is because all eyes are on him mm-hmm. in a way. And I know no one's playing that hard, but maybe they are. Well, if they're not playing maybe. that hard, it should be easy to score, huh? Yeah, but maybe they are. I feel like in the first quarter and maybe the whole first half, it just seemed like a game where the starters were kind of going at it in a way. And if you're not going to play hard, you're probably going to hurt yourself. So both teams seemed like they were playing tough. And I wanted to see DA just work on those moves and show us what he was working on this season. You didn't get to see any of it. There was that pass from Booker or Booker. It probably was maybe a bad pass to Aiton. But, but Aiden, Aiden just, didn't roll hard. I mean, he just he no, set the he, screen and just turned around. He didn't roll. Yeah, he didn't. And there's a few times, like even the fast break that he had with Chris Paul, with Chris Paul's like, all right, here, here comes the alley-oop. Yeah. Easy. And Aiden was just slow getting there. It wasn't there. And you could see that Chris Paul was just kind of like, all right, you know, whatever. That's fine. But you don't know how they're really reacting to search in the situation. But the eyes, all the eyes are on him now this year, no matter if it's preseason or not. So you want to see some stuff. You want to see what he has been working on, and I didn't get to see any of it. And I'm that's why I'm watching these games because I want to see how he looks. Yeah, I'm excited too. to see me what too. he. And it doesn't have to be that much, but it can be like one move. It can be you know he does a fadeaway all the time. I don't want to see that anymore. The three point shot, he shot two of them. Um, I just flat. I think super throw flat. Some arc, look, throw some arc looks on that shit. Looks ner- Looks nervous. Yeah, he doesn't have that confidence. He looks in the super shot, nervous. Yeah. But there's just something where I'm sitting there and I'm just thinking, like, come on, just give me something to be excited about because he is a different DA where he's just down to in between the lines. That's all that matters. The work between the in between the lines with him and the teammates. 
they didn't look in sync. Nothing looked good. But then let's just let's just leave it at that then. And I'll just wait for game one. And it's like, well, he doesn't show up until it matters. It's like, okay, so I have to wait for the playoffs again. Okay. I don't want to fucking do this anymore. <laughs> I am so sick of this, dude. I am just I'm sick of it. I'm sick of myself. I hate myself for being this way about it. But then what do you want me to do? I feel you, man. It's like again, like again, like I know you can't take much weight to the preseason, but you know, a, a positive performance vastly outweighs a negative performance, right? I mean, yeah. that's just that's just simple math, you know. And you, and you take a look at tonight, and and again, statistically, not nothing crazy, you know. But but three for twelve, you know, three for twelve. Now he was only he was zero for one from three. I think the other one you're thinking about, he took a shot deep, but and it looked like it was behind the college three point line there at the T Mobile. Yeah, center. I just said two. I, I was thinking yeah. two, but, yeah. but he he had seven points and eight rebounds. But he was three of twelve, and that's because the majority of his shots are not towards the rim; they're away from the rim. He's he's doing a turnaround, and and instead of going through a defender, he's trying to finesse Aiden, and that's just Aiden. That's just yeah. who and what he is. And to your point, it's like I just I want to see some progress. Uh, I I don't want to have to suffer through this all season. And be like, hey, he, I don't now could be the chance. You know, year five. You know, he's he's turning twenty five at the end of the season. So he like here we go. But at the same time, it's like. I understand he's working on the conditioning. He's trying to get himself back into shape. Obviously, you know, everyone says he's in amazing shape coming in. Uh, I, you know, I'll tell, I'll tell you what I like to see their next game against Denver, right? You got the Joker, right? Dude. I want eight to shoot every shot from beyond the arc, build that confidence. <laughs> Literally yeah. do, do just shoot 20 fucking threes. It's a preseason game. Who gives a shit, right? Shoot 20 threes. Just start to get, you know, feel it out. Just you know, like throw a curveball yeah. at us. Show, because you know what that tells me that says, Hey, I'm trying to work on something. I'm trying to accomplish something. I'm trying to gain something from these games. I'm not just going out there and be like, well, none of these count, so I'm just going to kind of half-ass it. You know, like, you're trying to work on something. Because if he's working on anything tonight, offensively, it just wasn't there. Defensively, he looks fine and great. You know, DA's still got the the long uh, uh, wingspan. He's got the lateral quickness. He's got the shot deterrence and the block, you know, uh, ability, if you will. So I like everything that I see from DA, and that's why I've always liked DA. Because I like defense. And when he was a rookie and he didn't have that defense, you know, he was more of an offensive-minded player because they were more uh, DA-centric team at that time. I I was fine with that, but I wanted more defense from him because you see too often players like him get played off the court. Well, defensively, you can't play this guy off the court. We've yet to see that. But, man, it'd be nice to see if he worked on some offensive shit this offseason. Yeah, if we go into the season, he's not a centerpiece game-to-game like at least a second option or third option every game. He could be though. That's the he thing. Can't. It's like, but we I just, I don't want to, I don't want to do this where we're just waiting for it. And then we're just saying like, it can be there. It's like, no, the time is now. Like, that's why like in game, the first game, he was so quick to move on those, uh, the screen and rolls with Chris mm-hmm. Paul. He looked really fucking good. I was like, oh, dude. He's so that's why you can't take much merit into this game, right? Like, yeah. So that's what, I, but I don't want to deal with that either. I want it to be a consistent thing. You know, I don't I want, want it to 25 be points like, a game. We're, we want <laughs> that's 64 too much games. To ask for? Yeah. But we want 64 games, but we still need Aiden to be just more dominant. But because of the postseason, that's the only reason. But we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I can't wait. We'll see. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. Here it is. Our first oh post game pod of the preseason. We're already frustrated with eight and like, oh, you know why? Right 
it's because we're Suns fans. That's just yeah. that's just what we are. So obviously the big news, the only thing that does matter coming out of this one is Cam Johnson left the game early in the first quarter after a, a sprained right finger on his yeah. on a shooting hand, and then Cameron Payne played one minute and seventeen seconds, and he got a sprained finger on his shooting hand. That's the big thing. Is like now we need to get Cam Reddish right because we don't have any cams. We're out of cams. Like, what are we gonna do? <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the frustrating yep. thing because again, going into this preseason game. <laughs> Two of the major things I'm looking for in this preseason, I want to see how Cameron Johnson's integrated into this first-team offense uh, because we know we're going to be watching the bench and seeing how they're uh, allocating his vacated minutes and see if there's any production from that. And although Cameron Payne scored 23 points against the 36ers, he wasn't much of a distributor, and the secondary uh, offense from the Phoenix Suns faltered because they didn't have a true, didn't have somebody running the offense. Now, granted, like knowing that Cameron Payne is somebody who is a score first kind of guard and knowing that you have a bunch of miscellaneous pieces being put out there. That's not the final second team unit, uh, but still like you'd like to see again, an opportunity for Cameron Payne is to become more of a facilitator, still have the ability to score, but facilitate a little bit more, but knowing that they both got injured in this game against the Lakers, that sucks. Yeah. The part that sucks is like Cameron Johnson is just missing all of a sudden. And I'm like, wait, where's he at? And then you hear he's hurt. That's the worst part about the NBA that watching this is like all of a sudden your player will be gone. Sometimes you don't see the injury. Cameron Payne, we saw him because he was like holding his hand. At least I mm-hmm. did. That's how I noticed. Yeah. He was just holding his hand, like, oh, what happened? Who cares? Like, I, I'm I'm rooting for Cameron Payne, but like I don't I don't give a fuck right now. Like, I, I just don't. I don't want the insecurity of him being our backup point guard or whatever. Yeah, uh, we're Shamble, so negative, Shamble. man. No, no. <laughs> We're so fucking <laughs> negative. No, no, I know. <laughs> we're I know. Such hey, you can tell this is a Suns fans podcast because no, we're just like I'm joking. Of course I care. I want Cameron Payne to do well. I, I no, no, didn't. no. But I'm just. I don't think he's going to. That's my problem personally. I don't have so faith deep, in campaign. Deep down inside, if we just think like, hey, like it's not going to work with him as our backup point guard. Like bubble slash uh, 2021 playoff campaign was such an aberration. And it was a great thing to see. And I mean, the way he got the crowd, yeah. but like you, we saw it last season, like it's not sustainable what he does. He takes those very awkward and you know, the angles on his layups are very hard to consistently make. There's a reason why not a lot of people do them. He's got one of the ugliest looking three pointers in the league. And he, it's just offensively. I have a lot of challenge with him. You know, I love the, yeah. he's one of the few guys on our team. Who's a dog, right? Like a dog, like losing Jay Crowder, you lose a dog. Uh, did you listen to Bill Simmons today? No, because so, I was sick today, but I oh, got so, sorry I'm sure to hear they talk about friend. the stunts. Well, no, but one thing that uh, he had Zach Lowe on, and Zach Lowe was talking about how uh, somebody got uh, who was it? Somebody got somebody on their team, and he's like, That's a good, you know, like fuck shit up guy. Like, that's what campaign can be as a fuck shit up guy. And that's what Jay Crowder can be as a fuck shit up guy. He's there, there are Pat Bevs, they're the energy bringers, right? But if you're not being productive and, and you know, campaign, you see it all over his face when he's not playing well is, you know, his head's down and things like that. But obviously I've diverted from the topic that we're not going to see that potentially. Uh, we got to see what the severity of the injuries are to him. It sucks that they're on the, sh- on the shooting hands of both these guys. And again, I think that throws a huge wrinkle into everything that the Suns want to do, considering the fact that they don't have Jay Crowder. Yep. And uh, really quick though, Shamit did look good playing the points. Well, I, I, like that was, I was going to bring up Shamit in this next segment because, you know, finally we got a little, uh, just, just a little reprieve, if you will. Uh, you know, obviously last season was a challenge for our bud, but. All I can say is Sham. Wow. We take a look at what Landry Shamit did tonight. He played 28 minutes. 
He went six for 11 from the field, five of seven from deep, had 21 points, which was the second highest score on the team behind Devin Booker, who went seven for 20. Devin was not very efficient tonight, uh, but he did some nice shots. Uh, you know, he was a plus 12. He had a couple assists, couple rebounds, but Landry Shamit, you know, Again, it's one game. Just like just like we're kind of down on DA, I can't get too high on <laughs> Shamit because, again, yeah. none of it fucking matters. <laughs> but it was nice to see it. it. It was. I mean, he was actually taking his own shots. A lot of his stuff last year was like the catch and shoot where he yes. was just like find himself and just jack it up. He was just a chucker last year. Tonight, he was just finding his own shot. He had this nice step back three. I mean, it was something where I didn't see last year. I'm like, oh, this is him as point. I mean, he's not really a guy that can facilitate as well, but him finding his own shot was something different. It was something that I'd like to see. It was cool, and it's just good to see him get into preseason or not, and we're going to say that for the next two games. I know. But it was, just nice. it, was, it was just nice to see him in that groove, man. That's the shambit that we all want, I guess, playing the second unit and – if we have that and there's something wrong with pain, it'd be nice just to have him as a backup point guard, just to play point, not to really facilitate, but to be that guy that can come in and get some points. Well, and I think that that's the advantage that the Suns have. And it's something that I called for a lot last year. You know, obviously when Cameron Payne was hurt and we didn't see very much of it was giving Shamit some, some more responsibility as a facilitator. Cause that's what he did. Where'd he go? Wichita state, mm -hmm. wherever he went to college, he spent a lot of time as a point guard. Uh, he developed into a two guard in the NBA because that's the role that was kind of designated to him after being uh, with the Clippers and the Sixers and the Nets and whatnot. So that's what he's become. But, you know, in the interim until Cameron Payne's back uh, and it could be, I mean, our next game is until next Monday, you know, it's on the 10th. So we got time. So it might just be something where, Oh, I maybe, maybe Cam Johnson like broke a nail and like, dude, Take the rest. It's a preseason game. Doesn't fucking count. Take the rest of the time. Yeah. Off. So, like, oh, is this the way it's going to be this season? Oh, yeah. He's like, God damn it. Yeah. Don't I know, right? I know, oh, right? We're betting on you this year, man. <laughs> Don't get hurt. We need you, Cam Come Johnson. On. But Landry Shamit, I think, could really do. Uh, I just, I'd like to see him kind of get a little bit mm -hmm. more minutes, and that's what we'll probably see in the yeah. next couple of preseason games. Just a couple more minutes facilitating the offense, give him an opportunity, because maybe that's something that he could really grow into, and maybe he can earn our hearts because. We want to love him so bad, don't we? We want to love Landry so bad. Yeah, we do. Yeah, you we set do. me up for something. <laughs> no, I'm just oh, saying. Like, just like I want to love Landry. We man. do, especially the story about him and his it family and all that's <laughs> Oh, damn! Dude. <laughs> yeah, just... Him having a hard time with them and his missing family and stuff like that. So, if that's like something that if that's an excuse, you know, people don't give a shit about what you're going through in life. They just want you to perform. At the workplace, yeah. that's all it matters, unfortunately. Yeah. So we'll see how he plays this year, man. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping it's good things for Landry because I think that there's a lot of untapped potential there. And you look at every but every time somebody utilizes the trade machine, boom, Landry's part of that conversation because you know he's lost the trust of a lot of us as fans because he just was inconsistent. And when he has those great games, man, like that team just looks so much better when Landry can provide that offensive scoring threat from the bench. Because again, you lose Cam Johnson from that score from, from the uh uh the second team unit, somebody's got to provide that points. That that Cam, I mean, Cam was averaging what 13 to 15 points coming off the bench. It's like yeah. somebody's got to make up for that void, and it it, it could be Landry Shamit. Another guy who got some time playing uh with the the second team unit in some very interesting lines because I mean the Suns let's face it tonight they were they were forced into some interesting lineups but it was nice to see this guy again 
the Sarich Smoke Break. Dario Sarich is back, baby. He's back. Big ass around. Yeah. I'll like to win a preseason game. Keeping it proportionate too with the little the little bun, the little yeah, hair bun and the big bit. butt. Oh, it's yeah. like, you know, it, it kind of throws off the proportion a little bit, but I don't know. What am I talking? Who cares? <laughs> he looks awesome. <laughs> it was just it was nice to see him back. You know, it's like it's been since game one of the 2021 NBA finals. And I know the whole team's rooting for him. And you know, again, it was interesting because the Phoenix Suns came out to start the third quarter. And they have their starters out there with Dario running the four. And I thought that was a, just an interesting wrinkle. Again, I, it, it's probably mm-hmm. nothing. Knowing that, you know, whatever's going to go happen moving forward with Cameron Johnson. But that's a possibility that now exists. And I think it's something that, again, we're, we're talking about different ways that Monty Williams can take the, the ball out of Chris Paul's hand, not tax him as much physically on offense. Dario's a great connector out there. Take into the account that he you know, he was down there fighting for those rebounds at the end of the game, just like he always does. One guy goes down, I forget who it was, probably Dwayne Bacon, goes down and he's like, you know, oh, I got hit in the face. And they they show the replay, it was his own player, threw, threw a bow, everyone. And I like it because they didn't call the foul on Dario. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Is this a new, like, because normally anytime anything that happens in the paint, they just blow the whistle and they go, it's fucking the man bun, dude. Like, it's got to be Dario. <laughs> you, see, you see the badunkadunk on that dude? Like, clearly there's a foul. He hit somebody in the thigh with that thing. Yeah, I don't know, like what you do when the thing's in front of you, but he has respect now. Bounce off man. it, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Even if you when look I at hit it, it like, bounce back, shit. um, dude, he, it's so nice to see him in the corner threes too. Like you're talking about spacing. Usually, like I feel like this season, I thought the Suns would be just one of those teams where it's like you have Dario, Jacques, Jacques Landell, mm-hmm. those two guys. Would they just play like a a five, you know, small ball five? That's and but they ran some of those lineups tonight. They did, but Dario looked he looked pretty good as Jacques in there. I mean, there were some spacing issues a little bit. A little bit. But Dario yeah. Dario can get out there. He can hit the threes. And it's nice. I think his three, I hope his percentage goes up because it, it was a thing in the past where I mean he can't even make a layup either. But it's a thing <laughs> in the past where he just his three-point percentage is not that great, right? He still jacks him up there, he clanks him. So he's had a lot of time off, a lot of time off to work on his shot. And mm-hmm. I think that's one thing. If he can get that to like 37 to 40 percent good wouldn't that be crazy i think that's a little bit too much to ask watch he's actually probably shooting that i'm just being a dick i don't think he's shooting that high i actually didn't look it up but i'm pretty sure he's like a 30 32 or something well one thing we'll do before the season begins is we're gonna have a podcast that's kind of like a a season preview right and again it sucks you didn't listen to bill simmons podcast because i'm totally stealing Uh, the idea that they uh that they were utilizing today on the podcast you know they uh what the fuck was the phrase they used? Well, we have a good one though. And that's something to, that we can, you know, talk about. It's like, okay, what's Dario's three point percentage going to be? You it's know, 35. it's like, it's 30. Yeah. But it's like 38.5% too much to ask. Cause if we can get something like that from Dario this season, knowing that he's going to provide a defensive irritant. Cause that ass yes. is an irritant, man. Throw that, yeah. and throw that thing around on defense. And then offensively, he can spread the floor a little bit, play that small ball five, play a good four. You know, he's not going to, He's not going to bring the defensive effort that Jay Crowder obviously brings, right? Because Jay can defend the perimeter. Dario can't defend the perimeter, right? So, on, But on certain matchups, I think that he's going to be someone who's going to be very interesting to watch this year. And it's going to be interesting to see how Monty deploys. And Monty tried a bunch of different things. What I found very interesting is, like, you look at the final box score, and Dario Saric only played a total of 7 minutes and 38 seconds. Uh, he had, what, 
14 points. Am I reading that right? Mm-hmm. No, five points. He had five points. Uh, and he, he hit those free throws at the very end of the game, uh, which were massive for the team. And I felt like he was in there a lot longer. It's like he was really kind of – he was in there to like the bitter end. And that's where he got the majority of his minutes. I felt like he was in there like six different times. Yeah, I feel calm with Dario him. Effect. I came up with this thing last night. Um, I was thinking, I'm like, you know, the quarterbacks that usually win like the the Super Bowl, they're usually calm. Because I was yeah. talking about how Dak is just so sporadic, and we have this guy in there right now. Not to go on a little tangent, like just Cooper Rush, man. Thing. Cooper Rush is just kind of calm, and yeah, the whole team's good. You just need a calm leader. Dak is always just so sporadic, and anytime it gets any into any situations in the playoffs where you need something to happen, like he's just too crazy. It's like chill out. You're you're stressing everybody out. Dario's a calm guy. He's one of the nicest guys in the NBA, right? That's the thing. He's he's super nice, but like on the court, he takes his time. He's he's calm. Like he he, he can only go one speed. Obviously, that's why he yeah. takes his time. But he just he's that guy, like kind of like a Chris Paul, I guess, in a way. But I just feel like when times get tough, like really tough, mm-hmm. he can just be a guy. that's like, oh, Dario's on the court. Like he can look over to him, just feel good yes. that he's there. That's the way it's Dario calming, is. Man. I feel good. It's like we good. We good. And my bad. He had 12 points. He had 12 points. Maybe okay. Dario, like the so, so Michael Bay in the chat, he says Sativia time. Mm. Dario Sativia Sarich, man. He just calms you out, Sativa? man. Sativa? Yeah. Our, yeah. Code just said, it. are we sure? That was the phrase from the podcast. It's like, are we sure that Dario Sarich can't shoot 38%? And then we talk about oh. it. So we're going to oh, have cool. a bunch. Of, that, that'll be the pod. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, and Dave King, if you're listening, I'll, I'll ask and see if you want to come on. Cause I think it'd be fun. Cause like you and I go on these tangents and Dave is like, just like the, the voice of reason. He's like, he's a no, calm he, presence. Huh? Yeah. He's, he's just like, no, there's no fucking way. She's 38.5%. So you, guys, <laughs> you guys stop drinking while you're doing these things and be serious. Uh, I'll tell you another guy who obviously looked good. He looked great with Dardo out there. He looked great with everybody out there. And ladies and gentlemen, we got a new drop for you. This is a nice limo. Yes, it is. Now suck my jack. Landale. <laughs> it's even better in person, man. I saw it all over Twitter, but now in person, I love I'm it. I'm very, very proud of that one, and I'm a child. <laughs> it's so good. And it's funny because that's one of the funniest movies, and I it's have so to rewatch funny. that. It's <laughs> so funny. Anything by Trey Parker, Matt Stone is money. That's from Team America, <laughs> World Police, which is so funny. Uh, and like, I was, I was drinking the other night, and I was watching the Aussie Suns uh, fans podcast and check out their so podcast. You Great. were drinking. Yeah, I was having a few beers oh, just sitting there and I was okay. just like in the chat and I was yeah. listening to them talk about some things and I just started to come up with different <laughs> names for drops. And it's what I did like yeah. literally the the whole podcast. And I was like, now suck my jack. I'm like, that's the winner. <laughs> like I just I I saw the drop in my head and I'm just like, all right, sweet. So uh but but speaking of Jock Landell, I mean absolutely stellar performance again tonight. Uh, 23 total minutes played. He was six of nine from the field, including two of four from beyond the arc. He had 16 points, led the team with a plus 23, and had eight rebounds, including three on the glass, a uh, couple assists. I mean, he's kind of doing a little bit of everything. And the thing that I really appreciated, and I tweeted this out, was uh, you know, all of his screens were jock solid. Like he's not just a passive screener. He'll sit there and he'll throw a little, throw a little shoulder into the chest of the opposition, truly knock them off their spot. And it was nice to see. I, he's, he did one to Pat Bev, who was annoying as shit tonight because that's what he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was nice to see Pat Bev. You know, Pat Bev act like he got shot. You know, like Lee Harvey Oswald got him. You know, and and it was beautiful to see because it's like physicality, the ability to shoot the ball from deep, 
the ability to go grab some offensive rebounds, the, the ability to grab a rebound and put it right back up and, you know, score points. Like it's a bunch of little things that he's doing very well in his first preseason game. And again, like you have to back the car up a little bit and be like, well, it really doesn't matter. See, because it's the preseason, but like, I'd rather see this kind of performance, obviously, than falling away and, Playing like shit, like Aiden did. <laughs> well, he only has, yeah, and Jacques only has one way to play, and that's just like all out. Like you can't, like yeah. I'm saying, like you can't. It's that's not like a, football. That, that, that's that's a fuck shit up guy. Yeah, that that's that's a dude where he just finds himself in the middle under the basket, like almost every shot. He's down there. He positions himself so well. It's so quick. It's always yes. like you know, like you said, like those screens are solid, but he's so quick to get back down and have good position and get the rebound. He's always a guy who's going to tip it back out. There was that one play from the first game where I guess they got four threes. They missed them all, but he got all the rebounds. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's that guy, and that's exactly what the Suns need. And it is a toughness. It's like everything I thought about him. I didn't really watch him with the Spurs. Everything no. I thought that he might be for the Suns, he is. He's the hustle. He's the intense player that they need down there, down low. He'll shoot the three. It's just he's a phenomenal player to watch. He's an awesome guy to have on your team. Oh, I think we're going to be really blessed Fan to have favorite, him. Fan favorite, dude. Fan favorite. Uh, he, like, he already we'll is. Have to, we'll have to get the Aussies on here to talk about him, too, because it's like then you, then you even add a little bit of the accent in there, and obviously they know who this guy is, and they're passionate about it, too, and those are good guys over there. So I think yeah. that would be really fun to you know get him on kind of throughout the season. Uh, see if they can come on and and share their their thoughts on on him because I think that he's just I'm excited for him again like I, I hate the fact that he wears number 11 because it's like the Abdul Nader like I still have some Abdul Nader and PTSD I'm like dude we should retire it's ugly, 11 man it's an ugly number man that was Ricky Rubio's number man like just put it in the rafters already I just don't like the number though even <laughs> no, like the Cowboys either. linebacker Michael Parsons the number yeah, 11 that's just right. stupid Larry I'm like, Cheryl, I wanna... number 11 <laughs> yeah no it looks good for a receiver though <laughs> yeah it does look good on receiver but a mm-hmm. linebacker GTFO, but a lot of nice, you know, we'll continue to monitor how Monty uses him, right? Because he had him playing out there with Dario. So it's like, like you said, the spacing issue, like, well, who's the four here? Who's the five? You know, I'd like to see him get a little, some minutes with the starting crew just for fun. You know, like maybe some of that shit will rub off on DA, some aggressiveness. Yeah. See, here we go again. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's not you, but that's what everyone's probably thinking. I thought it tonight too. I'm like, oh, this aggressive. Not the eight stands, dude. The eight stands are stroking themselves and, in the dark somewhere there's like i still love you da like well it's just, we all love D, but that's why we love we him. do all right because he's a number one pick and look at this guy wamiyana coming out wamanyama yeah coming out that's a number one pick luka Doncic is a number one pick like these guys that come out in the nba they're number one picks you you expect them to be number one picks yeah that's like, why we're in here we franchise go franchise changing we just franchise want to do well. changing yes God, the Aiden fans are gonna come for us. Oh well, it's gonna be a long this season, is a, boy. No, this is the season where I don't. I'm just gonna. I don't care. I'm yeah, that pass to him. It might have been a bad pass, but grab that pass and go dunk that shit. Yeah, please, please, dear God. Uh, but again, I'm really, really excited for what we saw from Jock. Uh, one thing that I was kind of disappointed in tonight, and tell me if you were at all. Uh, you know, 16 minutes from Ish Wainwright. I was hoping to see a little bit more just production from Ish engagement. You know, he's only 0 for 2 from the field. Both of those were deep. Uh, he was a plus 21 because he was in there in the fourth quarter where the Suns outscored the uh, the Lakers by 8. It's a couple rebounds. I don't know. I just – I really have high hopes for Ish. I'm really coming to the season, especially knowing that there's a lot of that that backup four that's, that's wide open. And, like, we're just – Ish Wainwright isn't playing himself – into that spot what are your thoughts on that 
Yeah, it's crazy to watch it or see that he played 16 and Dario only played the seven. Yeah, I know. It feels <laughs> slipped, right? It, seems, it does. Yeah. Like, I just looked at it was 16. I was like, dude, I thought he was out there for like the last five minutes of the game and that was it. Like, he pulled yeah, a Tory Craig tonight. Like, he I wasn't didn't know noticeable. The fuck, he wasn't there. Yeah. No, he wasn't. But it's it's a thing where Ish will be a guy where it's not going to be consistent. And I don't think we expect that. Right. I mean, for the backup center, even last year, we talked about Bismack where it was inconsistent, but it's fine. Same thing with McGee. But Ish is going to be the same kind of player where it's going to have those good nights, but he's going to show up. He's going to play hard every night. That's what we want from him. That That's so all I'm looking for with him. I, I hear you. And it's interesting. Code in the chat says unpopular opinion, but I'm done with mm. Ish Wainwright. And I wouldn't say it's an unpopular opinion because it's hard because he hasn't really given us much of a reason to be super jazzed about him. I just think that he has a physicality to him and yeah. kind of there's you something know, there, right? Uh, 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 there's something there. And I just want to see a little bit more of it. You know, the other side of that argument and maybe what code is referencing is the fact that, you know, like he, he's 27 years old, like this guy, he's kind of hit his peak. And what his peak is, is somebody who can come in and play mop up duty. I just think that we have uh, a need. And I think that he could potentially fill that need. And I want him to fill that need because the only other guy out there who potentially could fill that need. What's up? Juice, man. You know, Tory Craig, who we got to come up with a new nickname for Tory Craig this season because he's no longer the juice. We gave him the nickname the juice back when he was first acquired from the Pacers two seasons ago because that's what he brought in for off the bench, right? He brought the juice. And, you know, part of the recap, I wrote the recap for Brightside tonight, and he got some minutes with the starters as well, seeing as Cameron Johnson was injured. I go, maybe that is the perfect role for Tory Craig, right? Like, being the four, the starting four, although he lacks the size, but I mean, who on the Phoenix Suns has a size to play as starting four uh, and, and be a good wing defender in the NBA these days? Cameron Johnson is our best bet. But if Cam Johnson isn't feeling well, or, or like, would you ever consider Torrey Craig over Cameron Johnson, knowing that he would come in, he could focus on defense, he doesn't need to be an offensive guy, and he could just jack up a couple threes. He could be like a very, very, very poor man's Tory or uh, Jay Crowder thoughts yeah it's it's weird with this guy because i feel like the thing that hurt cameron johnson last year he was hurt last year a little bit but what actually hurt him i feel like is in and out of the lineup starting to the bench back and forth i feel like that can kind of hurt craig in that way too where he just needs his role he needs his role to be that pesky guy to fill the holes on offense yeah. and defense like he was tonight where he was just in there kind of batting the ball like jock lindale style. and that was good a little bit like, that's good looked, stuff he, he looked better in that role tonight he did, and like it just needs to be something where that needs to continually happen. I know he started in the second, in the second half, he started with the with the first unit, so that might throw him off a little bit. But I think playing with those guys, he might be more comfortable. I think the whole second unit thing is just kind of off right now. So you're gonna see kind of like his kind of game where it's just kind of I feel discombobulated. Like I, I think he likes the mess, and I think he can thrive in that in a way, right? Where he can just do his own shit. So that's why I think tonight he looked pretty decent. I mean, it was like his best game really he had since he came back with the Suns. And it's a preseason game, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's sad that that, that statement alone is sad for, for Torrey Craig. You know, only 15 minutes played, but he was three of six from the field. He had the six points, seven rebounds. And that's where I want to see Torrey yeah. Craig improve is the rebounding because that's what you need from him, right? And that's the mm -hmm. thing we didn't see last year. It's like he's coming in. He was essentially coming in as your three. He was backing up Mikhail Bridges. And he wasn't scoring any points. He wasn't grabbing any boards. You know, he wasn't really making uh, an impact on offense or defense. And that's what we kind of need to see from him. So, uh, <laughs> Code just said, Craig is a Capri Sun now. So, if we were to define the kind of juice he is, he's a Capri Sun. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to, we'll have to 
come up with a nickname for him because I don't think that I don't think he's earned the juice anymore, man. I mean, do you? Mm, we'll see. Let's see. It, maybe it's one of those things where we'll see if he can keep it because he might. Okay. We can't just take it away and then all of a sudden he is like that. Be, well, can't I can go do back. whatever the fuck I yeah. want. That's true, I got right? I got to suck my jock on here, man. Like if I'm if I still have a job tomorrow, I'm going to be impressed. <laughs> Hope no one from corporate is yeah. watching. The warden. A couple of our listeners who are watching along live on YouTube have brought up the warden, Mikhail Bridges. And reminder: if you're watching on YouTube, please hit that thumbs up button. Helps the algorithms. Let's everybody know we're the best post game podcast on Planet Oranges. Uh, as I mentioned, against the 36ers, looked really, really, really good. Against the Lakers, eh, not so much, you know. Uh, one freight from the field, as I mentioned. Uh, uh, four points, four rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block, couple turnovers, and six personal fouls. And a lot of those weren't personal <laughs> fouls, and I'm not even going to get into fucking refereeing in the preseason because you want to talk about something that really doesn't fucking matter. It's that. But still, like, I'm really excited for Mikhail Bridges this year, man. I'm really excited. Like, I'm thinking next level. It's funny, if you go to, like, uh, just sports shop, just sports.com where they have the sunburst jerseys use promo code suns jam for 15% off, but they have sold out of the Mikhail bridges sunburst Jersey. It was the first one to go as well. It should, it's a sexy looking Jersey and like we all have high expectations for him. So again, preseason doesn't really matter. He had some bullshit fouls called on him, yada, 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 but he wasn't nearly as aggressive offensively as he was against the 36ers. He wasn't initiating the offense, just, going to the rim. And the couple times he did kind of got stuffed. I mean, LeBron James stuffed him a couple times, man. And it's hard to believe that LeBron James is what 38 out there. He looked. Yeah. Great. Yeah. He looked great. I love his like little layups and then he runs, he hustles all the way back down. Good to see him get back on defense. I love it. Like usually we don't see <laughs> what that a concept. Much. Yeah. He's doing it in the yeah, preseason. Exactly. And I, I think the whole mental game with Mikhail is going to be huge this year. Like, cause he got, he, he he the matchup with Luca is something I think he's going to think about a lot. He's always going to think about yes. that ceiling, the 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 one guy, just the one guy that got away. Kind of in a way, he wants to kind of get back to that situation where he can prove himself as a best defender, almost defensive player of the year. Yeah, but he wants to prove himself. Like, hey, I could take these guys on. I could take on LeBron. I could be a pest. But it's going to be hard for him mentally to get past that. I think until the challenge actually happens, and I think it's going to take till midseason form to where he really is just really dominant. I think it's going to take a lot for him. But offensively, I know you said he wasn't very aggressive, but I still like the way he goes straight to the rim. Yeah, I he do just too. seems like he, he seems like he's floating above the the defenders down there. Like he just knows his way to the rim. Before it would kind of be to the outside or he would like always go across the the paint and do little fadeaways. These are straight to the rim. And I mm-hmm. and I love that. And Cameron Johnson was kind of doing it too last game. So maybe he was worried that Cam about Cam his what do they call them? The sisters or the twins? The twins, the sisters. The twins. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he was worried about his twin being hurt. He's like, dude, He's like, oh, come no, his on. fingernail. Oh. Yeah, I need you on the other side of me, on the other side of the paint, on, you know, on the perimeter. We need to be together, us and DA. You know, it's throwing everything off. Maybe that's what it was. I just think that the defensive thing, man, that's his thing. And if it's going to be something where he gets shit on now because the Suns are that way, they're always going to get shit on. And if he's not playing good defense, we'll see how that takes a toll on him mentally but i think he he's he seems like a guy that can handle it this season i think so too and again that's why i'm excited for him and again it's why i'm not taking too much merit as as low as i am on da as high as i am on jock landell after the first couple uh preseason games it's the same with mikhail bridges none of it fucking matters so yeah you know again it's just he could have 
committed six fouls, four of them being real and two of them being bullshit, just because he wanted to sit down. Maybe he went out in Vegas last night or he wants to go out to Vegas. He's like, dude, I'm going to foul some guys. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. Cause mm-hmm. I got, you know, we don't play until fucking Monday. So I'm going to have myself a weekend. Uh, shout out to Zona Hoops. He tweeted this out. He said, uh, embarrassing loss for the Lakers. The Adelaide 36ers laid out the blueprint on how to beat the Suns and they failed. All they had to do was simply shoot 56% from three point range on 40 plus attempts. Tisk, tisk, tisk. <laughs> That's kind of funny. It just, again, it, it puts it all in perspective. What, what do they say? Like the Lakers haven't won a preseason game in like three or four years. Yeah. The, the teams that go undefeated in um, preseason like, are like, like, the, like Lions. the Ravens. Like the Lions did that one year. They were undefeated and they lost and then every they game. Lost every they game. Went 0-16. Yeah. So, it just reminds you like, yeah. you know, we're here, we have a podcast. We're getting, we're getting back in our rhythm. You know, we're trying to just try out some new drops and get back to, into the rhythm of, of doing our own post game podcast. And we know that the preseason's all bullshit, but yeah. still it's fun to talk about, man. It's fun to talk about fucking basketball. It was fun to write a recap about basketball yeah. and not sit there, you know, and let it be July and be like, you know, let's talk about, you know, uh, Ed Neely, old Ed Neely, because that's boring. <laughs> really quick, that pass to DA that I posted. Yeah. Was that a bad pass? I feel yeah. like DA, DA didn't roll hard, but it was also a bad no, pass. He, he I did thought bounce it. it. I thought it would have been nice for him to take that and do something with it. It would have if he would have got to it, but it was a bad pass to begin with. So if you don't know what I we're talking know. about, go to the Sun, Sun's yeah, Jam go look Twitter. At it. Matthew posted Everyone's saying it's a bad pass, and everyone's yeah. saying – yeah, keep nit- nitpicking DA, and I absolutely will. Oh yeah, well I post. I, I post just I thought he could have grabbed DA that and went to the rim. And everybody but, wrote, you know, rode me hard. You know, they're like, "Come on, man, it's the preseason." Oh, there you are, overreacting no, to the preseason. I think, it's like I think DA could. He's not that going one. to the rim. Like here we are again talking about. <laughs> it's, all right, it's all right, and I'm not gonna. We can't apologize for being negative for being positive. I'm sick of doing that shit. It's like, oh, here we are, negative about the Suns. Like, dude, all we do is talk about the Suns. That's what of we course do. it's positive. It's a relationship, man. It's yeah. always gonna be negative and positive. Yeah, until they win a championship, then it'll forever be positive. And when they win a championship, we'll stop doing the pod until the until the next year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll retire pod. on top, man. We'll we'll, 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 we'll yeah. do what Brady should have done. Yeah. Do I have no Oops. audio? There's no audio no. on that, is there? Oh shit! Huh. Is that the new drop? Yeah, that's the new drop, but it's got no audio. That could be so the new audio. It's just us there talking it is. through. It's just us talking through. Uh, well, let's see. I can, I can, I think I have the old drop. Big Dick Booker. How did I fuck that up? Well, that's what I'm doing. I'm starting to put together all the new drops. But uh, you know, Devin Booker tonight, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, seven to twenty from the field, twenty-two total points to lead all Phoenix Suns in scoring. Uh, I just, I love Devin Booker, man. I know it wasn't a great shooting night, but like guys on the cover at 2K, like he's just a beast, man. I fucking yeah. love him. He can't pass the ball, but honestly, I think he, <laughs> the thing tonight, to that he can pass it to everybody but DA. And here we are again talking uh, about DA. <laughs> <laughs> no, but dude, I think that, okay, the one thing that he improved on was actually uh, the transition three. I feel like last year, um, both Facts. of his two, two threes he made, what he made three threes yeah three threes tonight two of them were on the transition where he's you know stepping into it where he's he's bringing the ball up he just steps right into it before he's always clanked those on the back of the off the back of the rim those mm-hmm. went in nice yeah but that's nice because that can be his shot that can be like his steve nash shot steve nash well, that's the all thing. time that's the next level for d book is to hit that because i mean he starts hit imagine if he could like hit a three in a two for one situation next level exactly dude. He hits all those. Next thing you know, he's averaging 31 points a game. 
Yeah, yeah. That's all he is. It's, it's that simple. It's Matt. Dude, yeah, he, he's awesome. It's awesome to have him out there um, missing shots, but they look good. Like, they look like good possessions. And I don't... I want to, I can't wait to get back to the point where he's just like so feared to be on the court. Like tonight, it's like he's on the court. Yeah. But like he's just that guy now where when he's on the court, he's going to stand out like the rest of the superstars. Yeah. No, 100%. And, you know, again, the nice thing, listen to the broadcast today, which was kind of interesting because it was Laker guys on NBA TV. Uh, you know, they're talking about how Devin Booker, first team all NBA are. And like that's where it really hits you. You know, it's like, you're, you're, yeah, man, he's first yeah. team all NBA. That's that fucking fantastic. Lot. It's huge. And of course, they're going to talk about it where, you know, um, Luca was, you know, he wasn't had it, didn't have a good season. But those are the two guys, him and John Morant. He needs to be over this year. He can be. But um, it's funny when you see the thing about the GM survey where Luca's like listed on every position, basically. Yeah. That's like, that's funny. I, yeah. just, I, I just noticed that. But position Booker is the number man. one shooting guard, uh, dying position, I feel yeah. like in the NBA. 100%. The shooting guard. It's like yeah. him and like James Harden. I'm like, isn't he a point guard, though? Yeah. Like, you know, like yeah. a true shooting guard. Tom, yeah. Yeah. Those are yeah. the true shooting guards kind of left in the NBA. So, uh, well, let's, let's hand out a little hardware before we get out of here tonight. <laughs> star of the game this is a reminder sons fans if you're listening to the podcast please subscribe rate and review do us a favor if you're on apple podcast leave a five-star review and of course if you're listening or listening if you're watching on youtube hit that thumbs up button subscribe click the little bell notification lets you know when we go live which is after every phoenix suns game with some shows sprinkled in between until the season starts as we have to do our sun season preview. We have to finish previewing the Pacific division. And of course we have to do our preseason jammies, Matthew. We got to get a bust oh, out the tuxedos. We do. Yeah. Man, I forgot about that. Yeah. We got, you know, it's the fifth. Where is it going to be held at this year? I don't know. Uh, I mean, it, it's post COVID now, Center? so oh. we can actually go to the Staples. Oh, it's the crypto.com arena. Mm. Um, but I think uh, we should probably do it at like, Sun Angel Stadium, where they play the baseball okay. for the or Chuck E. Cheese. Ooh, Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> oh, so we can have like that creepy mouse in the background. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably broken, like always. <laughs> <laughs> did you see? Uh, did you see any of my social media posts today about me wearing a Lieberhosen? No. Oh wait, wait, wait. No, I did <laughs> I with the two the two older ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stephanie actually it. sent a text. She's like, she's oh, like, yeah. she's next to Shannon. Yeah, she's, she's like, like, oh. <laughs> watch them we did Oktoberfest at work today so like we you know decked out the bar and and had you know like and then i got a lieberhosen so uh that was maybe i'll post a picture of yeah it was awesome on it's, it's good it's a good thing oh man uh i don't know why uh, so uh jam started the game who who dishing out the hardware to i'm going with low sons i'm gonna say Jacques because it's just he stood out and i couldn't wait to see him and he um two games in a row where he looked fucking awesome a lot of the jamsters are shouting out Landell as well they should uh suck my jock for sure joe kush says it uh, he says he was getting busy coach fallen founder one of our elite jamsters coach i promise you we're gonna get you on here for some post game pods this season no, we're man. Not. You, uh, okay we're, apparently we're not um <laughs> but he says he loves german food and beer of course mike b gives it to jock matthew i'm gonna i'm gonna throw a curveball at you can i guess sham it coach that's sham it Who's the one guy I would never give the jam star of the game to, but I'm going to do it tonight. DeAndre. Nope. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, LeBron James. 
LeBron looked nice, man. I'll give it to him. Do we have Can't to start the game again? It's a preseason. Old? Thirty-eight years old. <laughs> LeBron all James. year long. That's what. That's the only thing that sucks. Josh, is watching this greatness Jock is itch. you have to hear about his uh, his age. I know. Every time he does, it's like itch. wow. It's like, it's like like he's got a walker out there. But it's <laughs> impressive, you know. Like he's hitting shit from the like "Welcome to Las Vegas" logo, and you know yeah. it, it, it doesn't count. So therefore, I can give it to him. Because this doesn't okay. count. This podcast doesn't gonna, count. You're listening to this right now. This. It doesn't count. It's already being recorded. Why is it recording? <laughs> I'm going to record this. I'm going to record this. He said. <laughs> I want to snip it. There you go. Oh, yeah. You're going to do it in one of our jam shorts or whatever. Like, yeah. One yep. of those little doohickeys. Um, what else we got? Next game is going to be on the 10th. That's going to be against the Denver yeah. Nuggets. It's another preseason game. Is there anything you're expecting from that next game, or is it just another wash and it doesn't it, and it doesn't matter? Um, no, it doesn't matter. I'm actually I'm excited to watch. It's weird how preseason is actually kind of fun, like just to watch right now. I don't know. I feel like everyone's kind of up for it. Well, it's because it's basketball. Basketball's back, and you know, like it's been four months since we've seen it's been the a Suns long time. play. It's been yeah. a long time. Uh, obviously, again, it's interesting to see kind of if any of this has any merit. Because I remember, you know, like last preseason. We had a bunch of question marks going to the preseason. We overanalyzed it. Then you go in and it was mm-hmm. just completely different. And I know that, you know, f- from doing these podcasts, I think this is what our fourth season do- covering the Phoenix Suns. This is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's number yeah four, this right? is our third year doing, third year doing post game. Yeah. Yeah. Third year doing post game. Fuck, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Uh, so, yeah, it's like, I know that you can't take too much merit, but it's just like you said, it's, it's nice watching uh, some basketball. It's nice yeah. seeing the guys out there on the court and getting excited. And, you know, it's, it's a fun sport to watch and that's why we love it so much. Uh, I was having a conversation with somebody today, you know, and they were talking about how, uh, you know, they're, they, they like basketball and they're one of my new hires and they're like, yeah, no, I really like basketball. I'm like, but do you like, do you? And then I, you know, they, we started having conversations like, okay, you do like, it's nice, like, <laughs> okay. you know, because not a lot of people yeah. really enjoy the sport like us crazy people who literally after a preseason game will go and listen to or watch a podcast about the preseason game they just watched. Like, we're all fucking crazy people, and I love it. I absolutely yep. love it. So, yeah, as I, as I don't be towards, apologetic either. No, I'm so sorry that uh, I'm not so, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> but I'll tell you, looking at the next game, I just I'm looking to see just a little bit more uh, physicality and just just more conditioning from the team. That's what you want to see. You want to see the conditioning. You know, they all played 22 minutes in the first game. They played about 25, 27 for the starters this game. uh, We'll see probably, you know, about that amount moving forward. And, you know, are we going to pot again this week? I guess is the next question. Well, Monday night, right? Well, yeah, Monday, but that's next week. Yeah. It's Wednesday, right? Yeah, we got to figure out when we're going to do the jammies. Yeah, we got to figure out. Amis, that'll be right before the season starts, but we still got to do the Pacific Division preview. We got to figure that out. Okay. So we'll figure something well, out, Jamsters. We got a minute right now. We can figure it out. We just... Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this is when we do our programming. It's right here live on the show. So, uh, Jamsters, we'll ask you watching along live in the chat. When do you want to see us again? When do you want to get your, our Pacific Division preview? When do I have to sit down and put together all those fucking graphics? Is the question. Oh, you didn't do it yet? I, th- I, I thought you would do yet. them all at once. No, no. No, I do them like the, the day of the show. I'm like, oh, crap. I'm like looking up transactions and trying to figure it out and oh. spelling things. It's fantastic. Hey, you didn't ask where I'm at right now, dude. Where are you at right now, dude? I'm in Jamsterdam. Oh, what's Jamsterdam? Tell us a little <laughs> bit about this. You'll, you'll find out. It's Whoa. close to being done. I'm excited to show you guys. Okay. Jamsterdam. <laughs> Jamsterdam. Okay. Okay. Uh, 
yeah, the CBD must be kicking in for you. So anything else you want to talk about on this year edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast, my friend? No, no, I'm excited. All right. And well, uh, that was a bad pass by book. Sorry. Okay, there you go. Love you. Justified. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're watching or listening to this. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Darth Voida. You can follow Matthew on Twitter. At Matthew Lucy. And you can always follow Brooklyn on Twitter. Because look at there's Oh, my, look at my dog her head up. My oh. dog is my, she's been sleeping over there. She's like, this motherfucker is still talking about the sun. Yeah, she looks exhausted, man. Yeah, it's just she, well, she, she, she watched she watched the game. Pant? She watched the game. Hey Brooklyn, what are you doing? She's like, shut she's, up, dude. She so. takes a big shit right now. <laughs> live here on TV. There you go. Oh, oh no, no, no. She's adjusting. Oh it's a bear taking the shit. Does a Brooklyn shit in the woods? <laughs> Anything you, you want to say to Brooklyn, Brooklyn before we take off? Uh, go home and love your family, Brooks. 